0: Back on the hunt with Supernatural season six, episode 22, The Man Who Knew Too Much. I'm Chris Barrows,
1: and my name is Dan Cummins. Welcome back to the best supernatural podcast on the air. We did it, Chris. End of season six, buddy. Another one in the books. Uh, I'm excited to talk through the entire season with you in our recap, which will be dropping next week. But it's hard not to look back because in this episode, that's exactly what we're doing. We're, we're sort of connecting pieces that we've been picking up along the way throughout season six. So um, great episode, Chris. I, I actually really, really enjoyed this one. The only thing I will say, and it got me thinking, is that Supernatural finales, season finales, are always pretty damn good episodes. Like, I'd have to go back and see what the scores have been for all six of them. And, and while I really do love this episode, Chris, it doesn't, feel like a season finale to me it feels like a really good episode that maybe should have came like three or four episodes ago because we're really dealing with sam in the aftermath of losing his soul and getting it back right it really felt like a a really nice bow to put on soulless sam and sam in general chris um that's the only criticism i have of this episode though it's a really really strong episode great performance um but yeah, it just, it doesn't feel like a season finale to me. Did you have the same feeling when you were watching it? Or does, does it feel like a normal supernatural finale to you?
0: I feel like the only, the thing that makes a super fina- a supernatural finale is the Castiel plot. Right. But it feels like there's two things going on and we're not focused on Castiel. So to your point, I, I think yeah. that is a fair argument. I think I can, it's finale enough for me. It's like finale light almost. Yeah, yeah. But But when it comes down to it, yeah, I wish Sam just got a whole episode to shine with this or even two episodes. And I think it goes back to something I'll talk about in the recap, which is why was this not just the season of soulless Sam? Right. Uh, Because it is really very much about Sam in the end. And Cassiel's kind of a bookends his own plot. But again, one of the biggest things about the scene that we've talked about is who's the bad guy. There's, really a few. There's not one true big bad. You can you can sit here and argue evil. They're going to say Castiel towards the end, but who's the big bad? I, I mean, I think that's a conversation we're going to really get into in the recap. Uh, in this one, though, you're right. It does connect back on plots of the season, and in that way, we'll give it credit. It wraps up stuff from this season really well. So in that way, it does do a good job as a finale to the season, because in this one, look, Sam's going to end up waking up with no memory on a park bench so um but short of a nine uh and as you noted they're all pretty high overall so i'm not uh generally ever too worried about that with the finale we'll see as they as the seasons go on uh what those numbers stick around uh but look the wall's down in sam's head he's waking up on a park bench with no memory and then he ends up fighting like two police officers and then he has to go run and hide and in a bar where he meets Robin and, uh, and she agrees to help him. And it's a really interesting episode. This sort of brings back how creepy or how scary Sam is as a character when he's angry or, and and that's why I think soul of Sam actually did work so well because angry or just, I don't give a shit version of Sam is frightening in so many ways. And I probably made him a perfect vessel for Lucifer in that, in that same vein.
1: Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time we gave Sam this much to work with, or maybe I should say Jared this much to work with Chris, because this really is a Sam episode. And that's why I think I say it doesn't feel like a finale. It feels like we're we're closing something for Sam, which he deserves 100%. That dude's been through the ringer this season, right? So it's he he needed this, uh, and I'm, I'm glad he got it. He deserved it. Um, let me just say, Chris, the performance from Jared in this one is stellar. I mean, we're getting three different versions of Sam. And if nothing else, what this episode does for me is that it confirms my desire to get an entire season of Solace Sam. This episode is the perfect example of, of what that arc could have been, Chris. So in that way, it, it really makes me kind of wish we we did get that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Sam is hallucinating. And where is he, Chris? he's he's in the panic room again. This dude is always in Bobby's panic room, and if he's in the panic room, you know he's in trouble. Like it's a really good setting to kind of, you know, raise a red flag to say if he's in the panic room, there's something terribly, terribly wrong. And uh, yeah, I mean, when's this guy gonna get a break, Chris? we th- we shove Sam down the stairs every single season of this show and this arguably is the worst it's been i mean he is hallucinating in his own head and an angel zapped his brains like for castiel to do that and put sam through this like oh man dean is broken in this episode isn't he you can see the rage on his face
0: well even in the synopsis description literally what we found when we when we were in our show it, it literally is says that uh bobby and dean are at a total loss and i think a total loss is a perfect way to describe dean in this one yeah i mean look what castiel did to put sam in this place is awful and we'll we'll dig even so much more that's why i can't wait for the recap of this season genuinely excited about it um but when sam wakes up again no memory he meets this this woman robin um And then he sees a book by H.P. Lovecraft and he remembers a sign for hotel. So he's putting stuff together. And it reminds you of a previous episode where he was kind of trying to figure out where he was at. Like he's going through some of the same things. Um, He ends up finding his room. And you're talking about creepy. There's newspaper clippings, all these things on the wall. Like if you're the person with Sam, what's going on here? You kind of want to exit stage left, right? Uh, And Sam's having these memories of... A missing woman Eleanor and he's remembering seeing her bleeding her stomach and, and and we eventually learned that Castiel and Crowley have kidnapped and tortured her for information so you now have the, you've got a few things going on here you've got Crowley and Castiel doing their thing we're eventually adding Raphael and his army into this right yeah uh, you've got HP Lovecraft still being mentioned so we're playing off of the HP Lovecraft stuff it's a lot To unpack in this episode um and i don't know if it suffers for that and maybe maybe it does maybe it doesn't i'll be i think people may have takes on that but um when it comes down to it sam's gonna have something really cool happen in this which is he's gonna ultimately face off against doppelgangers in his head essentially a soulless sam an overly emotional sam that is in there and it's really interesting to to watch just totally soulless sam versus our sam within a battle in his head and sam having battles in his head is a really consistent piece of this guy's life which is is really sad if you think about it
1: it is yeah i I remember uh was it season four or season five uh chris where sam had hallucinations but he was in the panic room do you remember that episode we we gushed about that episode i think it was probably in my top three of that season um i'm forgetting if it was season four or season five now um someone someone will find it for me uh but yeah I mean it, you're right it, it's such a common thing for him and you really feel bad for his character in this episode what I really love uh about this episode Chris is that we are um we are furthering the a plot through Sam's B plot right so we learn that uh Cass and Crowley are closer to cracking purgatory through Sam's sort of, uh, visions of, or flashes of his memory, right? Because Sam basically knows nothing, but he slowly starts to remember more and more, and that helps to further the actual plot of the finale. And I thought that was a really smart way of doing it, rather than just kind of cutting to Dean and Bobby and then back to Sam. We actually see what's happened as Sam is is doing his own thing, right? And and yeah, so I mean, they've 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 killed Eleanor. Chris, which is something that I think you and I, you know, if, if it was your first time watching this, I think you can piece that together, right? Because Castiel abducts her just a few episodes ago. You assume they're going to do what they have to do to her to get closer to purgatory, but that's what Sam sees in his head. Castiel zaps his memory. I like how we're moving the plot forward through that device of Sam because, again, it gives Sam a moment to shine, which I think he has really been lacking this season, but it's also getting us to The end of this episode, which is that Castiel is going to absorb all of these souls to beat Raphael and his army. Like you said, there's not one clear cut bad guy in this one, but we're getting closer and closer to Cass. I mean, really, if we had to pick one, Chris, it's Cass. Cass is the real bad guy of season six. We're going to cover this in our recap, but I think if there's one thing that the writers and and producers did really well, it was slowly revealing Castiel's motivations throughout the entire season. Like it was never obvious to me watching it the first time that Castiel would really be the one that you should be looking out for. Right. I think it was kind of a nice surprise the first time I watched it and on a rewatch, I feel the same,
0: by the way, it's when the levee breaks also Thank directed you. by Robert Singer, which is yes. the one where Sam's hallucinating in, in in from a lack of demon blood Fantastic uh, episode. To, to bring that back. Uh yeah, and, and like I said, in, in this one, we've got the battle in Sam's head going on. Cass is meeting with Crowley, and they're they're preparing for a ritual. So we know something's coming. And that scene and that room that that ends up happening in, by the way, we'll see it again. Because the, the, we're going to spend some time in there next season as well. Uh, but the bottom line is that Balthazar is in this episode as well Yeah, for the final time. Uh, you know, I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think we see him again, do we?
1: No, I think this is the actual final appearance of Sebastian Roche as Balthazar, which is a shame, just, Chris, like, you know,
0: it, it, there's a few characters. But yet that one, I mean, Cass is going to kill him with an angel blade in this yeah. one. And it and it and it breaks me in a lot of ways just because I love the character of Balthazar. So for me, like I. And and I have to imagine Cass we'll talk about Cass feeling remorse, I know, in season seven, but like I don't know that he brings him up or not. And I'm gonna be interested because I would hope he feels remorse with that because Balthasar was a friend. Yeah. You know, and 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 that that hurt, I I imagine Cass after the fact. Um, but the crazy thing about this is that moment for me when you know cast thinks like he's good right you know and all that but then we end up seeing that Raphael's now going to be working with crowley so again alliances keep shifting but before we get there i do want to talk about the fact that there's there are three sams in this there's sam there's a sam who remembers the cage right and then there's kind of like that current sam right there's like there's like a sam who a soulless Sam, and then there's the Sam who remembers Keith, but totally remembers everything, and you want to talk about horrifying, like, when you see what that Sam looks like, you, you have to, I think they're trying to bring forward that question, is this the future? Is this what's going to happen to Sam? Right. Now, we kind of know that obviously he's going to fight this, he's going to fight this, he's going to do what he has to, but in the long run, man, that is frightening. I mean, that tortured Sam is essentially... Basically saying, don't absorb me, like because what he essentially has to do to get back is become full again, and his his body is not going to be ready for this. I mean, you're talking the concept of seizures and all these other things because that tortured soul is like, and Soul Sam makes a great argument. Like, isn't this better? Like, look at me. Like, I'm yeah. confident. I'm like, again, the argument about the soul. That was really poor to that soul of Sam for a reason, because if you think about it, he probably knows this tortured soul. He's probably seen this tortured soul to some extent, maybe even his own head. Who knows? I mean, this could get trippy if we really dig into it. But seeing all those Sam's, it was really a a, there was an acting clinic as far as I'm concerned by Jared in this one, because I think he just delivered on every aspect with with these versions of his character.
1: It's all I remembered about this episode, Chris, when I went to rewatch this, I said, oh, yeah, this is the one where Sam meets the other Sams. And, you know, he does something kind of selfless, which is he accepts the fact that he needs a soul, despite knowing that having a soul sucks. Right. So Sam told him that. But then more than that, he's taking on those really painful memories that he knows are going to haunt him for the rest of his life. And he does it, Chris, because he knows that Dean and Bobby, I mean, the world needs him. Right. It's selfless Sam once again. We saw it in season five when he jumped in the cage. He didn't want to jump in the cage with the devil himself, right? But he did it because he knew it was the right thing to do. Selfless Sam. He's doing it again in this episode. I like uh, that.
0: Soulless Sam, selfless, selfless Sam, and Tortured Sam. Sam. Yeah. That that's the three Sams we're seeing in this one. Yeah. And you know, he holds it, he's holding it together well enough by the end of this, but we know that's gonna be hard to hold up right we we know that long time coming that's gonna be challenging and that's when it kind of switches plot wise again Sam's driving the plot but now you've got a Crowley and Raphael versus Cass Mm -hmm. Cass is switching the blood out like they're, they're, they're playing the games with each other right and ultimately the ritual happens Crowley you you think Castiel has completely lost which at that point, you're like, oh, man, really? Uh, All that, like you screwed up your friends. But no, he didn't. Castiel is played crowdly. Nothing worked. And he ran and did it on his own. He did this thing. And he has essentially got millions upon millions of souls within him. All from purgatory. And so that purgatory arch that we've been talking about, this is a real true beginning to it. Because it's only just begun because there are a lot of monsters in purgatory and we're going to meet some of them next year uh, or next season. Uh, I guess next year. That is an accurate statement, right? Uh, so by at the, at the time this drops, I think we're talking 2024. So next year is accurate. But, oh, man, when he snaps his fingers and Raphael's is just obliterated uh, and he essentially is like, i got to go deal with Raphael's followers. I mean, like that moment. And the, I'm your new God or a better one. And you better venerate to me or be destroyed. Like there's a moment of horror. Like this guy's lost his mind and they're not on his side. They're on the wrong side of God, quote unquote. Right. Um, And this won't be the last time they're on the wrong side of a God, but uh, you know, here we are. And I mean, it's, it's a great ending. I I do think it's a great ending, even if it doesn't to your point, maybe feel like a finale um, for a season uh, maybe. And I will argue, I think the season seven premiere may back up your point of why it doesn't feel like a finale. Okay. And when we get there, we can talk about it. But from my memory of that premiere, I think we might be able to back that up just in, in a sense uh, of just how long the God arc really acts is for Castiel. And I, it's not long. Like he, he doesn't really hold this together. So maybe that impacts it knowing that. And again, that's part of a rewatch part of this, right? Cause you want, maybe it feels more like a finale the first time, but the second time, when you know, just how long Castiel is able to hold this power kind of maybe suffers a little bit from the finale factor.
1: Exactly. A finale is supposed to bring, everything together. And don't get me wrong, Chris. I like where we ended up at. I like that Castiel went dark side, right? Dark Superman is what I think they called him just a few episodes ago. Um, but you know, it, it, obviously we didn't spend the entire episode focusing on that, right? We had, we had to give time to Sam and I'm so glad we did. I just think that should have been its own episode and the finale should have been its own episode, right? There's certainly a really bad episode in the season that didn't need to be here that we could have given to this Sam, plot and we'll talk about what that terrible episode is next week on our recap. Um I already know. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you hopefully you already know. Chris, let me just ask you point blank, where does this finale rank for you in terms of one through six? And it's it's gonna be harder to remember, you know, the season two finale, um you know, all of them. I, I can I can roughly tell you wh- where this stands for me, but like out of all six, is this top three? Is it your least favorite? Like where do you think put it's this
0: top three? because four and five I really love. Um, yeah, but it's not my least favorite. You, you know what I mean? It, it's not my least favorite. I, there is the finale where Dean's goes to hell breaks me. Yeah, so, so I I think my top three really fall in there. But season one and season season one finale honestly is not my favorite. Um, for what it's worth, just because it's car crash whatever that's kind of okay right it Is what like so i think it's better than that it, even though season one as a whole i think is a better season i don't know that the finale gets me as much when you think about all the stuff that's happened so it's probably towards the bottom but i think it's a good finale i i don't i i think it's just hard to beat season four and season five finale wise
1: yeah and season three i would say i think if i had to rank them i go three four five uh Gosh, maybe six, two, one, Chris. I think it's somewhere yeah. in the middle.
0: I think six and two are flexible, yeah. and one is my least favorite of the the first six seasons for sure. Right, I agree with you there. Well,
1: there but you go. But look,
0: here we are. We got our quote unquote new god, right? um We've got Raphael obliterated. Balthasar is gone. Um, <laughs> you know, Crowley's disappeared again. Where the hell is Crowley? Right? You know. Yep. He, uh, and we, uh, and again, I'm, we get plenty more of Cradley over the years. So that's a good thing. But we also have some really awesome uh, trivia for this one. So the episode uh, title of this one is actually from a 1934 Alfred Hitchcock thriller, which Hitchcock himself remade in 56. In and the three different Sams who found this all use a different choice of handgun, yeah. which I, I thought was really interesting. Um, and i'm not as familiar with that world but uh, the fact that sam soul uses his trademark nickel plated pearl handled Taurus PT92-AFS and soul same uses a black finish Heckler and Koch Mark 23.45 ACP so like th- i like that that there's a difference in the gun they're using mm-hmm. because it just shows that without a soul it changed everything yeah even even the even the gun they're using on the hunts that's kind of cool that's a neat detail absolutely
1: and and season six has been really good about those details i would say chris it's it's it just shows how much love the writers and producers put into this series as of now chris i have a problem with the writers as we get later into the series we're going to talk about that in season 11 and 12 and you know there are some bad seasons chris but this season like yeah maybe they threw too much at us right but they still care about the details. And something like this is a really subtle thing to do. But it just enriches the the watching experience, I think. Um, I agree. A couple other things here, Chris. We've already mentioned the fact that we're saying goodbye to Sebastian as Balthazar. That's a real shame. Only because I think the actor has such great presence on screen. Um He could have played a demon. I don't care if that he's an angel, Chris. I really don't. It was the actor. It was the charisma that he brought to the cast uh, that really like made him. I believe that he was otherworldly. I'll say that, you know, just his charisma, his, his presence on screen was not like a average person. Right. Like I really believed him as an angel, just like I believe Crowley is the king of hell. Right, Crowley brings that that sort of energy to Chris. So it's just a shame that we say goodbye to one of the more dynamic actors from the in series. one
0: season. Yeah, one I, season.
1: It's,
0: yeah, I I agree with you on that. It's definitely a shame. Uh, I will say, by the way, fake IDs in this one. Jimmy Page leads up on Angus Young, ACDC. Great, yep. great references there, which we haven't got as much in the newer seasons. So that's nice to see. Overall. I'm not going to spoil too much because we're going to talk about a season six in our recap. I'm really looking forward to recapping this uh, because I think we were, we both took this season was very different than what we both expected. In, in my opinion, based on our conversations, yeah. we can dig into that next week. I do want to thank everyone for listening. Of course you can find us on Fred's X Reddit, of course, definitely engage with us on Reddit uh, and, and say hi over there. Uh, definitely. Uh, Dan is starting some great conversations uh, on on the channel uh, on, the, on the there, and uh, I think that uh, we're meeting a lot of you there. And, and I know some of you have discovered us from Reddit, so we'll continue to be active there. Um, and uh, you know, when it comes down to it, looking forward to hopefully having you join us next week as we recap season six. Which, by the way, season six, we're we're getting close to being. Once we get for another season or two, we're going to be past the halfway mark. On the show as a whole which is absolutely crazy as far as i'm concerned
1: crazy but a lot of fun uh yes. yeah join us next week we're going to give you our favorites our least favorites we're going to talk about just a little preview of season seven probably it's a lot of fun we, chris and i just let loose uh and break everything down it's, it's nice to reflect on you know all 22 episodes uh from the season so we're looking forward to having you uh next week so, uh, of course be sure to subscribe We're dropping these every Tuesday. If you want to know exactly when subscribe to the show so that you get the alert that uh, a new episode is live, but Chris looking forward to next week uh, season six recap. Another one, man. Can't wait.
0: Yeah. And that will be it for this week, but we will be back because after all we've got work to do. (laughs)